So we're going to start a new series today called Communication. And we're, we're talking about how God expects us to communicate with each other. But I want to intro the series today with a, with, in a special way. Um, uh, we'll probably start each week with, a, with that video. It just, spoke, it just spoke to me. It was just so funny um, on how we, we have concerns and how we have uh, things that we want to bring up. And sometimes we, we say things that we don't mean or, or we get the results that we don't mean. Have you ever had a, a conversation with somebody and yet um, it came out the wrong way? You know, you said it the wrong way. You, the result was not what you thought it was. All right. Okay. So we're going to talk about it today. So let's go to Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for your word. Father, I study, but I need your strength. I've prayed, but yet I still need your power. Help us to, to leave bigger than we were when we came, Lord, for, by your word impregnated in our spirit, Lord. We thank you for everyone that's here today, for the visitors. Be with those that are sick and those that are recovering like myself. Lord, we ask that you, that you bless like only you can. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, all right. So over the next few weeks, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about communication, and uh, I'm only planning this to be three weeks, but um, as I was sick this week and looking at uh, different stuff, it just seems like more and more stuff kept coming to me. Um, but I got to put a disclaimer out. The message was built yesterday. <laughs> I, didn't really, <laughs> I didn't really feel it all week. If y'all would have saw me to Monday and Tuesday, oh my gosh, I'm not trying to get pity points here, but I'm just saying... Uh, I did everything I could to keep my head up um, to, to, to prepare, um, but yesterday I felt better, and, 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 and God helped me to get the message put together. So, um, Scripture says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. Y'all heard that before? That means that the stakes are high when it comes to communicating, as we saw in the video. The stakes are high when it comes to communicating. If life and death are in the power of tongue, then, then that means that some things that you say are going to be successful. There's going to, there's going to be other things that you say that just kind of that, that, that might, that might hurt you, that may not be the results that you want. Um, so on one hand, when we say that life and death are in the power of the tongue, on one hand, that's a warning to some. On the other hand, that's encouraging to others. Because if I know that it's in my mouth, uh, if, if what's in my mouth is going to help me, then I'm going to use my mouth to help me. Right? Wow. Wow. As it relates to our communication, as it relates to our communication, though, there's always the potential for problems. That's something you ought to write down. As it relates to your communication, there's always the potential for problems, but also that there's also the potential for progress because I can praise him with the same mouth. I said I can praise God. I can praise God. I can bless God. I can bless myself even, but there's always the potential for problems. There's always the potential for problems. This morning, I'd like to use, to use as a subject choosing your words. Choosing your words. Everybody say choose your words. Yeah. The words you choose, church family, says a lot about what you believe. Yeah, it does. It does. And how we use our words will either help us or hurt us. Um, because words unchecked always present the potential for problems. Man, the Tiffany, was ta- Tiffany and I were talking this week, um, and we were, we were watching something. And we, we, we have this, this thing at home where we like to to watch, she put me on to it, these little murder mystery shows, but then my little one came down, Lexi came down, and she was hanging out with us, you know, dad's been sleeping on a chair in a recliner for two days, 
and everything. So we're watching TV and Lexi comes down and, and um, so we, we try to turn the channel they put it on something PG for her instead of watching one of the murder mysteries that we're watching. And, and as Tiffany was turning, the lady starts screaming on the channel. And, I'm, and I see her flip to the guy, and I'm like, hey, babe, turn the channel, turn the channel. And I didn't realize that my voice got a little bit elevated in between my coughing and everything. My voice got a little elevated. And she's like, I am. And I was like, well, I, I didn't mean it to come out like that. I was just looking at the little one, traumatized, looking up from her tablet, looking at the lady screaming, you know, because she just discovered a body in the show. And <laughs> all I was concerned about was, like, turn the channel real quick. <laughs> Don't search for something. Turn it. <laughs> sometimes we communicate in ways that come out the wrong way, and sometimes they hurt the process of what we're trying to convey. I just want you to understand that when you communicate, there's always, when it comes to this thing, there's always the potential for problems. Always. Okay. So in James, to prove my point, and I don't want you to think I'm preaching from, from the, anything else than the, other than the Bible. In James chapter 3, if you go there, it'll be on the screen. In James chapter 3, the passage reminds us that the words that we choose, the words we choose always have destructive potential. And that's what I want to remind you of today. The words that you use, the words that you'll use even to bless people with, the same mouth that you'll bless people with, it'll be the same mouth that you use, can, that, that, that the enemy of your soul will use to bruise people with. Okay, uh, y'all are a good class, y'all are a good class. So in James chapter 3, verse 1, uh, verse 2, it says that, Indeed, we all make many mistakes. <laughs> We're in good company, right? <laughs> okay, in, indeed, we all make many mistakes. This is the NLT translation. Um, For if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. Oh, my goodness. If we can control our tongues, if I can control this thing here, I'll be perfect. How many perfect people we have in the room? Okay. If there's, if there's no perfect people, if there's no perfect person, there could be no perfect marriage, right? There could be no perfect relationships. But, it, but the Bible says that we have, we'll have help if we could control this. I'm trying to help somebody. I'm trying to help somebody. For if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. Sometimes we just got to be quiet. Verse 3, we can make a large, we can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. This is just illustrating the point. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn whether the, whether the pilot chooses to go, even, even though the winds are strong. It just takes something small. Verse 5, and in the same way, the tongue is, small, is a small thing that, that makes grand speeches, but a tiny spark that can set a great forest on fire. Verse 6. And the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire. For it is set on fire by hell itself. It's the thing that the devil uses to destroy homes. It's the thing that the devil uses to destroy lives. It's the thing that the enemy of your soul uses to destroy communities. Look, think about our communities today and how, and how so many, you know, you can, you can have one thing happen and so many people are opinionated. When James was right, was pinning the text on parchment here back in the day in, in, in ancient times, what, what was going on was verse 1 talked about how, how many people um, 
would rather teach in those days because teaching was prominent. It, w- it, was, it was the equivalent to being like a rabbi in those days. You know? so, so everybody, had, everybody w- w- wanted to be a teacher, and James said, you're going to be accountable for everything you say if you're going to teach. And today, everybody's going to be, everybody is opinionated about what they know. Man, everybody's opinionated about what they know. But what you know can get you in trouble. So we got to be, we got to be quick to listen, slow to speak. So we know what we're talking about. And, and don't ride the wave of culture and say, you know, this and that about politics and this and that about uh, race and culture and, and different things. Be careful what you're saying. Because the enemy of your soul will use this to destroy everything. Verse 7, people can, that's for free anyway. Verse 7, people can, people can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish. Verse 8, here it is, here it is. But no one can tame the tongue. Did, did it say no one? Well, if you're educated enough, maybe you can, you can control it. Maybe if you're predominantly white culture, you can, you can control it. Maybe if you're a military, you're disciplined enough to control it, right? If you're scholar enough, if you, leave, if you lived back in Jesus' day, it says no one, no one, no one can tame the tongue. It is a restless and evil, it is restless and evil and full of daily poison. If we cannot control what we say, we should choose what we say. Yeah, so Dr. William Glasser, the author of the book Choice Theory, he says this, he notes this in his book. He says, all we do is behave. However, all behavior is a choice. We choose to do and say what we want to do and say. Yes, all we do as human beings is behave, but all behavior is a choice. It's a choice. So if I want my circumstances to improve, if I want my relationships to improve, if I, want, if I want to improve the results, I have to start with my ability to first choose. Choose your words, church. Choose your words. If you can't control it, choose it. Here's the point of the illustration between the bear and the bunny. Every time you open your mouth, there's an opportunity to be destructive. And, and to do the, the wrong thing. But the right word spoken at the right time begins with a choice. The difference between the bear, if, you, if, if, if we have that picture up of the bear and the bunny, the difference between the, the bunny and the, and the wolf and the, and the moose was they were concerned about the, the situation at hand. And they knew the truth, but they didn't know how to convey it. And the bunny comes along and he asks the question, is it true that, that we're on your list? Can you take me off the list? And how many times the wrong choices spoken conveys the wrong message for the wrong result? <laughs> if this year is going to be tw- uh, different, if 2020 is going to be different, you're going to have to speak different, church. You're going to have to speak different. I mean, it's still early on in the year, but if your year hasn't, hasn't started to, to, tra- to, to uh, transform into the year that you expect that you was going to have to this point, maybe it's in the things you're saying. Look at the things you're saying. Look at the things you say to yourself. 
You're going to have to speak different. And your words will be the fruit of what you really believe. How do you know what you really believe? How do you know what's really in, in your heart, what you're really standing on, what you're really solid with? Look at the things. Listen to the things you say. Listen to the things you say. Let me help you with that. In Luke 6, 43, it says, A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. A tree is identified by its fruit. Figs are never gathered from thorn bushes, and grapes are not picked from bramble bushes. Verse 45, a good person produces good things from the treasury of the good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of the evil heart. What you say flows from your heart. If I want to know what I really believe, listen to what I say. What I say comes from here. It's a, it's a, it's a measuring of what's in your heart. What you say is what you really believe. And before you cross your arms and look at me crossways, the Bible says, the Bible says that the heart is deceitful above all else. Who can know it? Did you know it? That very thing that you need, that thing that if you put your hand on your chest right now, that's beating. It's deceitful. How many times have we said, well, you know my heart. You don't even know your heart. The heart is deceitful. Above all else, who can know it? So everyone has the heart, has, everyone's heart has an opportunity to be an obstacle for the wrong things to come out your mouth. <laughs> Man, this means if unforgiveness is in my heart, Pastor, then unforgiveness, unforgiveness is going to be in my mouth? Yep. Yep. If hurt is in my heart, then hurt will be on your lips. Whatever is in your heart, it's, it's the idea of sowing and reaping. Whatever's in is going to come out. So we got to make sure we put good in. Yeah. And this is important. It's important that we monitor our mouth. I say we monitor our mouth because it reveals our heart. Jesus said it this way. He said, on the day of judgment that everyone would give an account for every idle word they speak. Man, that's so powerful. On the day of judgment, everyone would give an account for every idle word. Idle words. Idle words. Idle words are empty words. Idle words are, are words that are ins uh, insincere, exaggerated speech. Um, one day I was out in the backyard I was out in the backyard, I was playing with my dog, and I was kicking this ball with my little Roddy, kicking this ball, and, and she's gotten so good, when I kick the ball, she blocks it before I even get it out, you know, so, so this one day I decided, you know, let me kick it even harder, you know, so I, I went to kick the, I went to kick the, uh, the ball, and I missed, and I hit the cement porch <laughs> and broke my toe. What happens when you hit something and you hurt your toe? That word, those words. Idle words. Every idle word, every idle word is recorded. Every idle word is recorded. I used to have these slang words that I used all the time. Um, these are substitute cuss words. I've been a Christian for a while. 
But these are the substitute cuss words. Maybe you're like me. I don't know. I'm, I, I don't know. Maybe you're novice to Christianity. I don't know. But I had these substitute curse words. Um, this is one of the words I used that day when I, when I kicked the porch instead of the ball. I am really skilled in my, with my athleticism, but this day I kicked the porch. Um, and I used words like dang. Dang! Sounds almost like the real thing, right? Shoot! Sounds close. Darn! There's nothing wrong with those. But those words are being recorded. Dang, shoot, darn. Dang, shoot, darn. Tiffany was out there, what, what was wrong? What's going on with you? And I was like, oh, I, I kicked my... <laughs> and the dog just ran to the house. <laughs> Substitute cuss words that get you in trouble. Jesus says that we'll give account for those words too. Oh, man. But here's what the devil doesn't want you to know. He wants you to believe that, the, that your words are evaporative. That, that even those dang, darn, shoot, that the words that you choose to use, that they evaporate. That just, be, just because you say them, they don't, they don't mean anything. They, they, they're, they're not accumulating anywhere. They're not, they're <coughs> excuse me, that they're not, <coughs> they're not important. I'm not hurting anybody. They just evaporate. It doesn't really matter. They're no big deal. But here's what you need to understand. What Jesus is really saying, what he's conveying to you and to me is that your words, the words you choose, are accumulating in the presence of God. And then one day we'll give an account for every word we use. Think about that. That our words are accumulating in the presence of God. Man. Matthew 12, 36 says this. And I tell you this. You must give an account on the, on the day, on judgment day, for every idle word you speak. The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. If I believed every word that I said would meet me in judgment. Will I speak differently? Let, 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 me, let me rewind the track and come over this way. If, if Jesus met us as we got ready to leave today and said, hey, Carmen, Ed, Don, Jay, Richard, Cameron, Marshall, well, not Marshall, not Marshall, he's good. <laughs> Everything you say today, going forward, you will have what you say. Will we choose the words that we say? Yeah, that's powerful. That's powerful. The power of choice, the power of words. Words are power. You know, the most powerful thing in the universe are words. Because God created. God created. He created. He spoke everything into existence. He didn't have to work and, and do anything. The only, only time he got his hands dirty is when he, when he formed man. Everything else was spoken. Spoken into existence. And he sat back and said it was good. And we're made in the image of God. And when we choose the words, we can create. We can, we can create harm or we can create help by the words we choose. So what would you do going forward if you knew that 
your words are accumulating in the presence of God, even the idle ones. And Jesus said, if your life's going to be different for the rest of the year, you have the power of choice. You know, you can, you can say something to me that's going to tear me down. And some of you are, 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 are holding on to things that were said to you from years ago in your childhood. That's how powerful words are. Words have stopped people, have stopped people in their tracks. The wrong words. The words spoken to a mom out of anger. The words spoken by a dad or by a husband to a spouse because he was, he was feeling a certain kind of way. And you can't retrieve those back. Choose your words. Choose your words. Your words will either help you or hurt you. I want to give you the best news in the world, though. God's recorder has a delete button. If your words are going to accumulate in the presence of God, and they do, according to Scripture, that's what Jesus says. That's not Marshall. Jesus says your words are accumulating in the presence of God, but God has a delete button on his recorder, and it's called the blood of Jesus. And, 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 and all you have to do, all you have to do, you can't take it back. You can't change, the, you can't change it once it's said and spoken. It's out there. It's existing. It's, it's formulating somewhere. It's, it's, it's going to produce after, the, the, after it was sown, right? So you can't take things back. But what you can do is you can say, God, today, forgive me. I repent for the things I said and the things I've done. And you can start over today choosing the words that you say that's going to help people, that's going to help yourself. I thank God that he has a delete button. It's called the blood of Jesus. That's why Christianity is called the great confession. It's called the great confession because no, no one can live a successful life by being a silent Christian. No. <laughs> No, we have to share. We have to speak what we believe. There's no such thing as a quiet believer. Yeah, what I mean by that is our believing must translate into faith by talking about what we believe. And when we talk about what we believe, people see what's in here. So people don't see Marshall, they see Jesus. Mm. Man, I don't want you to see Marshall. (laughs) Marshall was something else (laughs) back in the day. But... Just honest, just honest. So if this year is going to be different, church, if your relationships are going to be really stronger, (coughs) if you're going to have success in your search for significance, you're going to have to choose your words. You're going to have to choose your words. And the thing about that is Jesus is there to help you. He's given us the Holy Spirit. At the moment we we believe, and when we become believers, we have help. (coughs) Excuse me. We have help, and he'll guide us. The Holy Spirit is, is there. His job is to guide us into all truth and to remind us what we need to say and what we need to do and which way to go. And, you know, he's the only one that knows his way back to heaven. So he'll put you back on the right path. All we got to do is trust him. Choose your words. 
And by saying what you want, your confessions will create your reality going forward. Y'all hear what I said? Don't miss your moment. I said by saying what you want. If Christianity is called the great confession, by, by confessing what you want, creates the reality that you want going forward. So you know I, I came up with a plan. If I'm going to confess some things to create my reality in some things so that my year will be different, I need you to stand. We're going to confess some things. We're going to confess some things today. I hope you didn't come just to sit and, and to sit back and watch your pitiful pastor talk to you this morning because I'm going to need you to confess some things. I strategize by putting some things on the screen. And, and, and guys, if you can go to that real quick, some, some declarations that I think for the next uh, few moments that we can share together. Today, I believe that if we confess what we want, we'll see the realities that we expect. You know what Jesus said, right? When, when the enemy of his soul came to him after he was led into the wilderness, he started off by confessing the word. He said it was written. Now you can say, you know, Lord, help me. That's all well and fine. But if you got some power behind it, if you want some power behind it, put some scripture behind it. So I'm, I'm trying to help you today. If you want to confess your realities, you got to say some stuff. So together, let's say this. The first one, it is written. I am a believer, not a doubter. I am, a, I am quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. Amen, amen. I am a doer of God's word. Next screen. I don't fear. I do not fear. Today I walk by faith and not by sight. Today I will be a kind teachable, patient, with difficult people. I heard you in the back. We need to say that again. Today I will be kind, teachable, and patient with difficult people. Today I delight myself in the Lord and he gives me the desires of my heart. I gave you seven confessions, seven confessions. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put those out on Facebook. I'm going to put those out on social media. I'm going to put those out and I want you to confess those, at least one of them for the rest of the week. I want you to start off the day. I don't care how early you get up or how, 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 how soon your day has to start. I want you to confess what you what you want, that you can manage difficult people that you can have some things, that God's going to give you the desires of your heart. Don't, don't, don't worry about all the other things that you, that's on your plate and that's on your mind. Confess some things. Yeah. If this year's going to be different, we've got to choose the words we're going to use so that we'll have a different reality. It's still early in the year. It's still early in the year. Every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to play a, a blessing over you. Father, I thank you for those that are in your presence today. Father, I lift them up right now. You know the needs of their hearts. You know the, the concerns of their lives. Lord, I pray, I pray a blessing over them, that you'll build a hedge of protection around them, that you will guard their tongues, help them to choose their words, and be mindful of the things that they say today going forward, Lord, that they will create the words that they need to hear, and that they will believe from the things that they are confessing. 
Father, you said you'll give us the fruit of our lips. So now I ask that you will bless your people, that they will be uh, mindful of the blessing that you have for them. The Father, if there's anyone here that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, Father, I ask that you, you will be with them and they will pray after me, the church repeating after me, everyone. Dear God, I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe he's the Savior of the world. And through him, my sins are forgiven. I praise his name for being my Lord and Savior.